Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vettel, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome, welcome to episode 129 of the Level Up Latina podcast. Today, we're bringing to you an interesting topic. It's communication challenges with old school parents and beyond. And this topic was actually suggested by a listener. And she wanted us to kind of discuss this because it's always it's always kind of challenging to, you know, confront, to talk to our parents. We're scared, right, to confront them and to communicate with them and, and understand this. Pero a la vez también, we deal with this a lot in our leadership, perhaps in our organization. So anyway, before we get into the topic, ¿cómo andan chicas? ¿Cómo? Ya me se me está subiendo a mí el vinito, eh? Pero ¿cómo, cómo andan ustedes? Well, so and I are drinking some wine, Vettel's vodka's on the way, so this may turn into like that. Communicate. Yeah. Make sure you're a little tipsy when you do so episode. Sometimes you need it. Sometimes you need it for that. Liquid courage. I'm having courage. coffee for now. I need a coffee for now because until my vodka gets here. So if you hear my <laughs> clinging. <laughs> yeah, ya sabemos que es. Second episode of the day. So I know Irene and I have been drinking. We might sound a little slurred. Um, <laughs> but you know what? We feel good. We're going to talk about whatever we want. And we're, I mean, not whatever we want. We have a topic. But we're going to be talking about this topic. <laughs> you know what? And it's our podcast. We could talk yeah. about whatever we you want. What? You're right. We're going to go make it around vacation up. to monkeys. And that's going to be our talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I said, like, it's, it's a good topic because I know that we counter this as first generation mujeres uh, first to go to college like how do we have these discussions how do we tell our parents like oh my god i'm applying to the school i'm going away and we've touched on the, in the past about how it was with us leaving home for the first time but now it's more about like how do we communicate how do we open the, those lines of communication how do we confront people so who who wants to get started who has like a specific story that wanted to share Ira Lavero, acá está, go uh, wanting to share. Go vero, go vero. Oh. It's because, Take it away. Um, when I, when, you know, when Irene's like, hey, you know, this, this podcast listener sent in this, you know, this request and said if we could possibly touch about, uh, talk about this. And it really took me back to young Vero in high school and not really having a relationship much with my mom and my sister. Like, well, you know, if you've listened to our podcast, you know, what's up now we're good. You know, my mom's my homegirl. My sister's my comadre. Like, we're good. You know, when you're young and, and especially when your parents don't talk about certain things, you know, we don't talk about sex, we don't talk about money, we don't talk about this. And it's like, how do I bring these topics or my concerns to my family when they don't even talk about it? They don't talk about anything outside of, you know, la virgencita and tamales for Christmas and vamos a ir al rancho, right? So I started thinking about that situation that happened to me in high school where I had my little rendezvous with my boyfriend in the porch. Remember guys? <laughs> yes. And, um, and my mom caught me and she was like very upset. She's like, I'm gonna tell your brother, not your dad, but your brother. No sé qué. So anyway, long story short, um, from that, she never really talked to me about it, but she did write me a letter. And in that letter, she was just like, estoy, pretty much she was just very um, saddened by the fact, and she mentions it all in Spanish, of course, because mamá no habla, no habla inglés, pero que, that she was disappointed that I, that she had to see me doing that or saw me come to that um, because I was always a very strong, strong young woman, very, you know, very strong-willed and very outspoken and very, this. she's like, I felt that you 
would not have put yourself in that position in a sense, right? Like you wouldn't have done that. And I felt her words sometimes in the sense, like I know hearing them as one thing, but reading them, I knew I could see my mom. I could hear her voice. It was like, she was reading this to me and I just bawled, dude. I was crying, but I didn't think about it until like way later that it was probably something uncomfortable for her to talk about. So it, and it made me think about a situation years later that her and I had, which is probably maybe about a year ago, right before Christmas. And we had a little bit of a, I wasn't, I didn't even think it was anything of a big deal, but it affected her. And she felt that I was disrespectful in what I was saying, but she didn't tell me, but she did write me a little note. The letter. The letter. So it took me back. You know, young woman mentioned like, hey, dude, like, how do I fucking talk to my parents? And it's like, it's hard. Like for me, it was really easy to talk to my dad. Remember that one letter of my youth to the letter of me being an adult woman. And now knowing that my relationship with my mom is a lot better, I realized that it's not easy for a lot of our families, our parents, our moms or our dads to really speak or hear themselves say something out loud. And if they have it in their chest, lo tienen aquí en el pecho, lo quieren decir, pero a veces no encuentran la manera de decirlo. Because, you know, we all do it. We say things and then we hurt each other's feelings and we speak before we think, right? So for this young woman, I feel that write a letter and put what you feel. Once you break that or, or deliver that letter and have the person read it, you know, whoever you want to, that person is, you know, be it. And the reason I recommend that is because that's the really, that's what I learned with my mom. And express yourself. What is it that you need from her? What is it that was going on? Like, we're, you're a young woman now. We're growing up. And there's different needs that we have from, from these people that have raised us. And from the looks of it, they're raising damn good kids, right? So it just takes a little courage to write down what you feel. And this, in a sense, allows your mom the privacy or your dad the privacy to read it at their own leisure, at their own time, at their own pace, and like process it. Write it down. What do you feel? Break the barrier through that first. Allow that person to process it. And then bring it up later when you feel comfortable. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. Or hey, tia. You know, grandma. I don't know. Um, I wrote you this letter because this is it's something, this has been really, it's been something that's been really just at my the tip of my tongue. And I just don't know how to express myself. Did you read it? How did you feel? Like, and, and go through it together. And I feel that that's going to allow for some of that communication to start flowing. Because sometimes we might feel it's a confrontation and a lot of us aren't good at confrontations. So it really is how you step into that conversation, your presence, the way you, the way your tone when you're speaking, where you want to make sure you're heard, or you're heard and understood, but at the same time, making it comfortable for that other person who's never really been in that position to talk with like, having these conversations with you before, but making it comfortable for both of you. Go for a long ass walk, you know, and then talk about it. You know, go for, you know, sometimes a drive, maybe, I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe after fifth conversation you've been able to do, but you know, the conversation might get crazy because, you know, emotions get involved or, you know, something, or maybe you're not being understood. So long walks are always really good. And yeah, I say the first step is write it in a letter, you know, and make sure that, you know, when you're, and you read it after and be like, okay, think what I want to say is all here. Seal it, take it to them and be like, when you have a chance, read this. And when they do read it, follow up and having the conversation in person. I would recommend that, but that's just, that's my experience. I think that's a great tip, the letter, because I feel like that's the language that our parents speak. I know I've seen it with my parents 
with with them um you know communicating um us communicating with them um this is a little different but when my when my sister was pregnant before uh or she she um turned out pregnant before marriage she couldn't tell my parents she couldn't tell my parents so she wrote um and she didn't tell any i didn't know either so she wrote a letter for my mom and left it for my mom to read and then i remember my mom not wanting to read it by herself and I've, I've asked my, my sister in the past if I, if I can share this, but she, and she said, yeah, for sure, in the podcast. And so I remember my mom not wanting to read it by herself and, like, grabbing me and saying, oh, my God, Diana dejó esta carta. You know, no sé, no, a ver, you know, ¿qué, qué dice, qué dice. And so she was reading it next to me, and it was, you know, to tell her that she was pregnant. And then fast forward to when I graduated um, law school, um, and I think we've talked about this before, how like parents don't tell you that they're proud. We know, we know it, I guess, but it's nice to hear, but they won't say it, you know, I'm proud of you. Um, but when I graduated from law school, I remember my dad wrote me a letter and it was like, it was like a poem letter ish. And he did give it to me in la mano, right? Um, he were, they were there for my graduation and then they took off because I was going to start uh, bar prep and they were going to, you know, immediately the day after graduation. So I remember I took off to my bar prep class and they were going to leave. Um, they were going to leave after, after that, or they were having breakfast and then just take off and go back home. And when I got back home, it was uh, on my dinner table. I even had la carta and it was like, no, no, tuvo. I guess he, he couldn't give it to me in la mano. It was just, me dejó la carta. Todavía la tengo. And I have in this, my little portfolio, I just, I carry it with me because, uh, but he never told me like, I'm proud of you. He wrote it in that letter because he, why? Because they, they couldn't, he couldn't like express it. And I think that's a good idea. Like write letters. Um, that's how, you know, that's the language of our parents, language of that generation. And I think so too. I think have expectations that folks communicate how they communicate. And for our families, in many cases, not all cases, they grew up with a lot of trauma, a lot of dysfunction, a lot of miscommunication, because I think just back 200 years ago, what was it like to be a woman? What was it like to be a Latino 50 years ago, where you're coming to a country where no one speaks your language and you're trying to make it and you're trying to find respect in a world where you're struggling to even communicate in the country that you're in. And they're going through so much. Our parents are going through so much trauma and it could be the world bringing it onto them. It could be the patterns of their parents bringing it onto them. I have thought a lot about my mom in this year because when she had me, she was 40 and I'm 40. So I think about my mom a lot because I think she was at this point in her life having a baby and she had already raised five kids. She had been in a very abusive relationship. She had one year of schooling. You know, my family communicated, like she says, through golpes y gritos. Golpes y gritos. And so I don't communicate through golpes, come a long way, but we have a fiery communication in my home and pain in my home. And growing up, there was a lot of resentment in my home and a lot of just survive under this circumstance. My older siblings went through a lot of trauma. My father beating my mom is not something that they can just grow up with and not process and not communicate and not get support. The three oldest had to come to this country without knowing the language, figure it out in a system that was very racist. I mean, the list goes on. So then I come into the world and I'm this happy-go-lucky kumbaya kid in the 80s where they've gone through a lot of trauma. <laughs> they seem successful now. They seem well-adjusted. They're homeowners. Money's there. Security's there. But 
boy, is it hard to communicate after trauma. And so some of the yelling is still there and some of the, I'll just hit you instead of communicating with you. And so what happens is the next generation realizes, no, we're not going to hit a person to get our way or no, we're not going to scream at a child to get our way. It takes like some growing up and it takes growing up from one generation to the next. All that to say, you're communicating with your parent who grew up in a different way. And you're communicating with your parent who went through things in a very different way in some instances where they never heard I love you, where they never heard a parent say I'm proud of you. So it's very hard for them to say I love you, very hard for them to say I'm proud of you perhaps. Or maybe not, maybe you have the other side of the coin where you're so blessed and your parents were so ahead of the times and were very loving and very caring and very expressive. Whatever you had doesn't mean that there aren't challenges there because no one is the perfect communicator. We all have a different style. I love Edo's advice about a letter. I love that Ceci's like, you know, they didn't say I love you, but they say it in their own way. Like I'd say that for anybody communicating, whether it's a letter or like your lips quivering because you're having the courage to say what you feel, just know that if you don't get back what you want, don't go deeper into despair. If you don't get back the communication, if you don't get back the I'm, I love you or I believe you or I see you, don't go deeper into feeling bad about yourself. It is what it is in a lot of respects. And I'm not saying let it go, but I'm saying process that you can't control how other people react to your communication. You cannot control it. And there have been times in my life, in my 20s, where I wanted to have my mom understand me, see me, hear me. And she just didn't have the capacity. Maybe I was wrong many times. Or maybe I wasn't wrong. There are instances where I know like I meant well and I was doing the best I could to communicate as great as I could. And she just didn't have the capacity to communicate back because I was her daughter and I shouldn't challenge anything she says. And I'm much younger than her and she doesn't want to talk about it. And there's nothing to talk about. And they brush aside anything that's maybe too deep or too much. And so I've learned through the years, now all these years, to find a way to forgive if it doesn't come back. Communicate anyway if it needs to be communicated for your own well-being, for your own soul to go on. I'm not asking anybody to keep their emotions inside because that's going to blow up eventually and you're just going to resent your parents more. Communicate if it's the letter, communicate if it's the conversation, but don't expect also too much because you might just be broken hearted. And I say that with all my heart because I've I've learned that the hard way. I've, mm -hmm. I've shared things with my mom that I really needed a mom and I really needed her support and I really needed her love. And what she gave me was like, I don't believe you. I don't care. And like Vero says, she didn't pick it back up. It was just like, I don't, I don't care. I don't believe you and I don't care. And that's it. And we're going to go on like nothing ever happened. And yeah. I'll just love her anyway, guys. I love her anyway. Irene, how old was your mom <laughs> when she came to the States? My mom was probably in her mid-20s, which is scary. Or late 20s, maybe like 28 years Did old. Did she have fam family here? She had some family here and she had to leave three kids behind, y'all. Her mm. kids? Her kids. Trauma, oh. man. Her oh, kids, wow. Vino Solita, and they don't let her forget it. She left her oh. kids. They were little kids and she hurts from that. Yeah. Mm. And that's the thing. See, like, Ceci, your parents came here también um, jóvenes, right? Sí, recién casados. Like, literally, se casaron, fueron a su luna de miel, and then se vinieron. Okay. My parents came here young, también in the 70s. You know, um, I would say my dad was probably 18, 19. My mom was roughly around the same age. And those are like moments, like Irene, your mom, leaving three kids behind. Um, Ceci, a young married couple aspiring to so much, you know, like still young, right? Um, you're leaving. Imagine leaving our, when we left for college and just leaving our home for good. Right. And when we're going through these moments of despair or moment when we need support, moments when we need mom or when we need dad and we just want to have them listen to us and give us some advice. Our parents did not have that. 
our parents, yep. you know, were, 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 como se dice, yearning for like this support or they would just be like, you know, mom, you know, mom, listen to me. And I do recall my mom writing letters to her parents. You know, she would make sure she would sit down every, at least every other week. One, at the most it would be once a month. The least it would be once a month. Pero les mandaba su cartita, you know, para ver cómo estaban sus papás. Les mandaba un dinerito. But the fact that she didn't have them near her to really have a conversation. So I'm like, how are my parents going to know how to have a conversation with me when they're having to communicate and have conversations with their, with their parents? De lejos. And sometimes, you know, they will get a response. Sometimes, you know, the, se perdía la carta. And I can just imagine having to go through such an emotional thing like your mom, you know, starting a new life like your parents or like, you know, thrive, wanting to thrive here and not have the support, um, the you know, having your mom hold your hand or hug you or have your dad tell you, hey, todo va a estar bien, you know, échale ganas, lo que sea. And, and I'm like, fuck, that must be hard. That must be really hard, especially for, you know, when we have parents leaving their hometowns, you know, we obviously it's, it's nothing new in California and all across the states, everywhere. It's immigration's a thing and people are still coming across the border and, and leaving their families behind and not seeing them for 20 years sometimes. Like, and in that process, you become a whole new person, but there's this part of you lacking that's missing. Now we're the children of those people. Gracious, be kind. I yeah. it's a lot yeah. to ask. It's a lot to ask. And we've yeah. learned probably the hard way, but they are coming from where they're coming from. And you have to temper your expectations with the way they communicate is the way they communicate, the needs they didn't have met, which is Vero's point. If they didn't have their needs met and their communication wasn't strong, they may not ever be able to meet your needs, but you can be different. Like that's my ultimate point. You can be different to your children. You can be different to your parent. You can love them and even mother them sometimes. Our parents sometimes need parents. Believe it or not, they need a tender heart. Yeah. They need a mm -hmm. hug. They need love. Yeah. You can father and mother your parents because like Vettel said, they left their families behind and sometimes for a really long time. Like they need forgiveness. They need compassion. I know you need it too, girl. Maybe the person who wrote this was like, I was asking for tips, not for you to tell me to forgive my mama. But, <laughs> you know, forgiveness sometimes is we important. Do. And sometimes yeah. you know, we just have perspective that people will not be the best communicators. And you got to have really, I think for your own sake, fair expectations and forgiveness if communication isn't there while you are still trying no one is saying don't communicate yeah it's so crazy now that i'm a mom it's like fuck i understand lo chistoso es que a mí me gusta dar nalgadas pero es que lo aprendí de mi dad esas las chingas come from my dad's side my mom thank god was like the most patient person because imagine fucking having to deal with me as a kid she was <laughs> por eso they say mi madre es una santa like how does she not whoop my ass more often? How does she not? And I do the times that she did smack me or not even smack me. She gave me nalgadas. I remember them and I can count them in my hand. And it wasn't all the time. It was when I really did like, come on, girl. Like, and now when I notice doing, when I see my daughter doing certain things or my sons, I'm just like, okay, take a step back. Like, why are you reacting this way? Your mother didn't do this to you. My dad, by the time I was born, right? I was the baby of the family. He wasn't as assholeish as he was with my sister and my brother who were older he was so much more difficult with them like tough on them and rough on them like i got it easy you could say right if they if they were to compare it at the same time it's like we need to now that i'm a mom i do realize like just where where is this coming from and 
I feel that I, I read this little, this article earlier um, in the week and it was like, we're overstimulated as parents. Right. And, and there's these, that is just the, even the faint touch of my child sometimes is like annoying. Like, ah, no me pueden dejar sola. And yeah, it's like, for real. Déjenme comer. You know, I was saying that to them today. I was like, no he comido. Déjenme comer. Háganse para allá, por favor. You know, like the whole day today, I, the grandma's 90th birthday and we're driving up and, you know, even to get ready to leave the house, it was like, mom, 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 mom. And I'm like, go talk to your dad. But he had to work before we left too, right? So even in the whole drive, it's like, mom, 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 mom. And I'm like, we get here and they're like, mom, mom, mom. I'm like, déjenme en paz. Mami tiene que ir a trabajar, you know? But I'm just like, I was reading this article and it's just talking about how like, there's just, we're pulled in so many different directions. We're like overstimulated and just in the sense of like, even the touch, the sound of something is just, it's too much sometimes. And we really need to give ourselves a freaking break and everything's so fresh to them that it's like, no wonder they're so freaking excited, right? Like I know the fucking train goes choo-choo. I don't need to, like, you don't need to, you know, pull my sweater and, and tell me that that's what it does. I guess the patience part, I, we really need to, be a little more mindful of being patient and work on it yeah, and work on it and really yeah. breathe. But it's so easy. I mean, now as a mom, I'm like, I'm so lucky. Like I said, that my mom was a little more understanding and more patient and just so fucking loving that it reminds me like, okay, no, it does not have to be this way. Okay. Okay. Gruñona enojona. Calmate. You know, like, es que I think we inherit it sin querer queriendo, right? Sin querer queriendo. Yesterday, um, you know, me pasó eso. Like I got home. I had been all day, was it? Yeah, yesterday, all day at my parents. And and, and I'll get into that about parenting our parents because I feel like I'm doing that right now. But I got back home. It was around seven. The girls were excited and like they were so, they ha were like so full of energy. And I was like, okay, cool. Una se sentó conmigo, me estaba platicando, la tenía abrazada. And then no sé cómo me estaba, like, I don't know what she was trying to do. Me pegó así en la nariz. And so I reacted y le di un, you know, le di un manazo. Le, oh, ay, lo, no me pegues. Like, don't hit me like that. And then Luis like, chula, he, she was trying to get your attention. I'm like, yeah, but she's sitting on my lap. Like, so she has my full attention. She didn't have to like smack me on the nose. And then I felt bad. I went to go talk to her. I'm like, I'm sorry. I reacted like that. I'm like, you hit me really hard on my nose. I was, you know, focused on you. You didn't have to do that. I was like, I was already paying attention to what you were saying and doing. Um, and, but I, I think about like, if that would have been like my mom, cause I felt like that would have happened with my mom. She like, no me había pedido perdón. Se había quedado así como nada, you know? Um, cause I feel like that might've happened at some point with me. Like, I accidentally hit her, I hit her, and, like, she smacked me right, you know, right back. Um, in my household, my mom era la más así que pegaba. She had um, la cuchara de madera, you know, that's, yeah. that, that was, like, con eso nos, nos asustaba. And at that, I felt like I never was really, like, I never, I wasn't, like, a bad kid, pero, you know, a veces estaba grosera or whatever, estaba de grosera con la cuchara. Anyway, taking it back to what um, Irene was saying, that sometimes we have to, like, parent our parents now uh especially as they get older i feel like that's kind of my role right now um and sometimes i'm like hey, you know i feel like i'm acting like a little bit like bitchy or cabrona uh but it's like for their you know it's for, for their own good um recently about two weeks ago and i forgot if i talked about this in the past or in a, in a podcast or to you guys i think i did to you guys I get there in the morning, nonchalant, like, you know, relajada. Uh, my mom had an appointment for, for chemo and I was going to accompany them and whatnot. And like, as soon as like, I, I pull into their driveway, my dad walks out of the, 
the the house. He's like, we got to go. Da, 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 da. And so he alarms me. I'm like, ¿Qué pasó? And my mom's like yelling at him from the room. I'm like, ¿Qué pasó? I'm like, se, le, se cayó. My mom se cayó. She's like, está, está gritando. And so then I get there and she, and my dad's like, no, es que tenemos que ir rápido porque ya va a ser hora. Le tienen que sacar sangre. Si no, no le van a hacer el tratamiento. And I'm like, oh my God. I was like, Qué susto me sacaste. I'm like, you scared the shit out of me. I'm like, don't do that again. Please don't. I like, les grité. And then later I was like, I'm sorry that I did that. I'm like, I'm really sorry that I yelled at you guys. I know this is a stressful situation for both of you. You guys uh, are alone. You're not used to being alone. This is your first time like in 40 years living alone. So I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm like, but you can't come at me like that. You can't walk out of, uh, walk out of the house, you know, tell me like oh my god i'm like i got scared i'm like oh my god my mom fell or you know something is happening and so i got scared i'm like and i just like it shook me up it stressed me out so please don't do that again i'm here to help i can't you know it's fine you know if if there was a mistake with 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 the calendaring at, at the hospital we'll figure it out i'm i'll go tell them like dude don't do this because we're on a time schedule i'm driving in from the city so please don't do that um And then fast forward to this week, um, I think I, I, I shared this with Irene. Um, I wanted to share something with my parents. I'm like, hey, I celebrated on my 40th. Uh, I'm the woman that I am because of you guys. And I wanted to say that, but I knew that if I said that to them, they weren't going to respond. They were just going to stay quiet. And if I said it in person, I'm like, what should I do? I'm like, should I write a letter? Should I write a card? I'm like, oh, I'm going to text them. I'm going to text them together. So I sent one of the pictures, not the sexy picture, but the other Uh, in my suit, I sent a picture of myself and I said, um, thank you. Ha happy birthday to me. Happy 40th to me in Espanol, obvio, eh? pero, um, felices 40 a mí. Thank you for, um, uh, for raising me the way you did. Thank you for all your, um, your sacrifices. Thank you for, um, you know, because of you I, I, and the way you raised me, I felt that I was able to, Uh, accomplish all my go goals. I feel um, that I, I'm confident and I, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I, I said a bunch of stuff, like really cool stuff. I'm like, so thank you so much. I love you guys. Um, and I'm, I'm proud of myself. So thank you. So algo así. Uh, and then crickets and they didn't respond. I'm like, okay. And so in the morning they still hadn't responded. And I was like, I guess they're not going to respond. And I told them. Quick question. This was a, a letter or a text? A text, a text. Oh, okay, okay. And mind you, my dad doesn't text. My mom does, but I was okay. like, okay, maybe they didn't see it. I was like, okay. Like, ni un audio, ni nada. Ni nada, ni nada. And then in the morning, I was talking to Irene. What did I tell you to do? What did I tell you to respond so with? So Irene's like, just respond. So now send one of the sexy pictures. A ver si ahora si te contestan. Y en eso estábamos. It's funny because en eso estábamos hablando. And then my mom texts me like, yes, yo tam también nosotros estamos muy orgullosos de ti. I was like, okay, por lo menos me respondieron. And then I, I, I heard that. But I wanted to say like, yeah, I'm, I'm this person because you, you raised me like that. No por ser cabrona. Not because I learned this somewhere else. I'm like, you guys raised me to be this person that I, I, you know, I was always like, um, very authentic. And I, I, uh, even as a kid, I, I felt like I was always authentic and, um, just living my best life, dancing when I wanted to singing when I wanted to. Um, so thank you for that. Um, and I wanted to say that happy term. kid, authentic, yeah, authentic, happy, happy still, kid. authentic, happy woman. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine they were like, um, Ceci, te queremos decir algo. No somos tus padres. <laughs> <risa> de aquí no salió. De aquí no salió. 
I know we've been talking a lot about like parents and generations and just kind of loving them in your way and understanding they may or may not respond. But this all kind of also goes hand in hand with confrontation and communication in general, like in your relationships, like in your relationships, because we did say, you know, we would talk about challenges with old school parents, but also going beyond it. Like, you know, eventually these same habits and these patterns that you learned in your family origin, then you bring them into your marriages, your relationships, your friendships, your business, your colleagues' relationships. So just keep in mind, you know, if you have communication challenges that you have to grow, like it's now on you to grow that once you're an adult, once you're over 18 years old and I said earlier, jokingly, like in my family, we talk like in gritos and in golpes. Like, obviously, we don't talk in gritos now in my house. And we definitely don't talk in golpes. Like, we made a decision that we don't hit our kids. And granted, we had our first child and spanked him the first few years of his life. And I just realized, like, I didn't want it. And why I ended up not wanting to spank my kids. So, no, by the way, no judgment, those that do spank. Because I, of course, did it with first and I understood why. But in my household... My siblings is like a free-for-all. We all just sort of beat each other up. And I didn't like it. I thought it was very abusive and, and negative and a pattern that we were repeating from the way my dad hit my mom. And so I felt that I couldn't tell Isaiah not to hit Sophia when he was frustrated if I was hitting him, right? I was showing him that I could take out my frustrations when I'm pissed at him, but I didn't want him to hit her. And I felt that was just a double standard. So once I had multiple kids, I knew like, okay, that's it. Like spanking is done. Poor Isaiah. We'd been there, done that. And I had my moments. When Isaiah was little, I was a very impatient mom. I was a young mom. I was repeating the patterns of my parents. And I'm sure my neighbor thought I was crazy when my oldest was young many moons ago, like 10 years ago. 12 years ago the little ones didn't get that the little ones get more of the we found creative ways to do this without using punishment that is physical now that's not to say that Diego every once in a while he like slapped a little hand or pulled a little ear Diego likes to like pull your hair just above your ear and he did that to the youngest when they were younger there's patterns that you get to stop repeating you get to start repeating. Like, you don't have to communicate through hitting if that's how you grew up you don't have to communicate through yelling you don't have to communicate through silence so many of the generation before us they gave you the silent treatment and they gave it to you hard. And that's some painful existence. If you married to a man that grew up unable to express himself because nobody talks anyway, and you're a talker, you're going to struggle, boo. Like You're going to have to find a way to get this man to talk because you're going to go crazy otherwise. If you grew up communicating and really healthy in a wonderful home that communicated, and then you have a boss that doesn't want to hear it, that doesn't have time for you, that says, just send me an email and they never give you FaceTime, you're not gonna last long. So also it's up to you as an adult, change the patterns and also look for it. Like I wrote a note here, like F it, ask, F it, talk, like communicate. If your boss doesn't communicate, well you communicate. Teach your boss boundaries and for me it doesn't work. For me, it doesn't work if you don't communicate. I need to communicate. I need a check-in. I need a meeting. I need a phone call if you're working remote. If you need that, please do not hide what you need. Even if you grew up in a family that kind of hid their needs, right? We grew up kind of like, ah, I'm cool. I'll make it. We don't really talk. But then in your life, when it, and as a grown up, you want to talk. Like you need to communicate unless you're in a career where you don't like push the envelope, communicate, it's especially with confrontation. If there's no confrontation, I think I've always thought that's not a real relationship either. Real relationships grow with tension and miscommunication because human beings are human. Human beings are human. We're different people. We have different likes. We have different strategies, different ways. So any relationship that's collaborative, if it never has tension, I don't believe that's even real. I believe there's deeply rooted dysfunction and growth that's not going to happen. 
Now, I'm not saying bad communication, but there should be tension. There should be confrontation. I was telling Ceci that we were up for um, a budget discussion at my office and I went for it and I asked for the raise that I believe I deserve and and for my staff and merit increases and bonuses. And I went for it on Latina Equal Pay Day. Practice what you preach, boo. On that day, I went ahead and rem reminded my amazing, my amazing, amazing board you know, what I feel I'm worth and what I feel I've, I've shown that I'm worth and through the years and I love my job and I love my board and I just went for it. And I thought, I hope the point wasn't lost that as a Latina, I sit on a day that I needed to be said. So not only did I communicate, but I communicated, I think, in, in a form that made really great sense. Like I'm also a Latina in this work and I'm valuable to the work and I've been valuable, valuable to the work. And honestly, guys, I didn't, I'm sure I didn't have to say much, but I went for it. Even if sometimes you could feel again, that Latina in you, maybe that, that young kid in you, the firstborn in you, whatever it is in you that sometimes maybe says like, I got it good. I'm okay. I won't rock the boat. Why rock the boat? Don't so many of us sell ourselves short like that. Like I'm like, no, I'm good, but I'm asking. And my team was very well taken care of above and beyond I've got a lot of freedom to do what I want with the, that dollar amount and merit and bonus, but very well taken care of because of the state of the times. How expensive is gas? People are out of work. Like right now there's cost of inflation and there's cost of living that we have to consider. And those things, guys, we have to say, we have to say it's not being selfish. It's not being unfair. It's, it's the world. And I was met in that situation with a lot of respect and the board went above and beyond and I feel very valued, but Maybe it would have been different had I not opened my mouth. Maybe there would have been something, maybe there wouldn't have, but I had to ask. So ask for what you need, ask for what you want, communicate with respect and graciousness, but don't hide out. Don't repeat the patterns you don't want to repeat. And if you grew up not asking, if I, I promise you this, if you grew up not asking, chances are you go to a job where you are not asking and it's impacting you negatively. It is hurting your career. It is hurting your life. I see it with my clients. Be grateful. Yes. You're not ungrateful when you ask for what you deserve or what you want. You're still grateful. You're still a good person. Ask, ask, ask. That's going to be the tip of the day for today. Ask for what you've been meaning to ask. If that's your boo that you want to ask, hey, what's up with this relationship? We've been together eight years and we haven't got engaged. I don't know if y'all saw the Adele special, but there was a couple. I was like bawling. This guy asked a girl to marry him and they've been together like seven or eight years. And the girl's like, is this real? Is this real life? Is this serious? I've waited long enough. It was the funniest engagement I've ever seen because the woman's been waiting for years to get engaged. Point is, ask those questions. Ask your boo. Ask Speak your boo. up. Yes. You wait eight Aww, years. Yeah. yeah. Eight so years, here, yeah. Here's another Aww. thing to think about. You mentioned tough times. And here's another, like a lot of you are wor working from home and you don't have the FaceTime or the, the in-person time with your, you know, with management or your team or anything, but, and it makes you feel like, well, you know what? I don't have to ask. I'm working from home. It's no big deal. I don't have to deal with it. And it makes it maybe a little harder because your relationship might feel like it's really yeah. not there with the yeah. key people. Yeah. Um, Irene being a leader, she decided to step up and say and ask. You being, you know, if you are a leader or if you are, you know, a person that, you know, reports to someone, whatever it is, like the, the working situation is kind of unusual. It's uncomfortable. And... You know, it's kind of like saying, "Why well, I am working from home, but like you have to, it's not you, that was, you, you chose to do that. It's not part of what your plan was. It's like, but still, when you know what you bring to the table, when you know that you have, you know, proven results of your work, then yeah, even if that little girl in you feels uncomfortable, you know that you have something to show for the, for what you're asking for. 
like, hey, I'm asking for this and this is why. And that's why it's so important to prepare and like tell that little girl that she's damn okay because she can prove that she is, that she has earned it and that she deserves that raise or to be promoted or, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for. Or, or that, that ring on your finger, yep. you know, or the ring on your finger or all this yeah. stuff. And it's just like, you know, you need to open yourself up for that. And we talked about it in a random episode where you're like, you know, you, you, with our tip of the year where we said, you know, show up for you. And, and this is what it is. It's in this sense, it's like, you know, yourself best, you know, that when you're giving a hundred over a hundred percent constantly and really have these proven results, then don't be afraid to really ask. If you're giving more than 100% in your relationship, if you're giving more than 100% in at work and you whatever in any aspect of your life, be okay asking, do you want 50% of me or, or are you down with straight 100? Up. Straight up. Straight up, straight up. And, and, and you mentioned something better, like you were working from home. So, you know, maybe I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not going to say something. Maybe I'll just wait. Um, but, but, you know, make the time. I ask your boss, like, hey, what about, um, what if we schedule some time to talk on the phone? I needed to ask about these things. Um, yesterday I was working from home remotely, but I wanted to uh, bring up a couple of th things with my boss. And so I'm like, hey, do you mind? Like, can we chat? You know, I'm going to be driving home. What do you think? And she's like, yeah, that, that works. Um, and I know a lot of this comes with like experience and, you know, we're a little bit more mature. I certainly, you know, became more comfortable with age and experience, but that's what, why we're here for, uh, to coach you and help you and kind of like talk about these things, help you, uh, practice them. Like I, I, I always, um, you know, practice what I'm going to be saying or write things down. And then once you get more comfortable with it, then, then, um, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to go for it. You're, you're going to have the tough conversations. Um, but if you're still kind of like at that stage where like, oh, yeah, I don't know how to do that. Um, maybe I need somewhere to hear me out, but I estamos, you know, there, there's a guilt-free squad where there's a group of us discussing all kinds of topics and we have great guest speakers, but there's also the one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, and if you've been following us, you know, we're, we have end of the year holiday sales. So make sure you sign up for those things and, and, or, or schedule your, your free assessment. So we you, you can see if one-on-one -on -one coaching will be for you. The sooner the better, because our prices are going up next year. So that's right. That's book, right. That's book, right. Book, that's right. You know, if you've been thinking about it and you're just like, oh, I don't know if I should ask for coaching. <laughs> Go to ask. our website, guys. <laughs> ask. We have space for you. Yes, we have space for you. Please. We are ready to help you level up your career, your life. And just if you just need someone to give you this outside perspective without any judgment. We are here for you before those prices go up, girl. Yes. And if it's just you working on asking your parents what you need, because this started with a direct message to our Instagram from a lovely listener who listens diligently and who said, how do I deal with communicating with my parents? Now, we don't know all the particulars, but you, we've given you some great tips today. We've given you some great tips about what your expectations are going into it, how you can even write a letter, how you can be creative, how you also need to put yourself out there and ask for what you need, boundaries, freedom, respect are you getting the respect you need from them like you need to find a way to get what you need just like you need from a colleague at work from a parent at home especially because this is about your growth and your life and you can't put off what you need your needs being ignored will end up coming back to burn you and i want to i want to hear back from this listener I so want to hear back from you. I, yes. we are rooting for you. It's not going to be easy, but you know what? Every little step is a step forward. 
And sometimes, you know, you don't get what you want, you know, get like I mentioned, you might feel like you take a step back, but you already started that motion forward and it's okay. You'll find the way you'll be able to communicate or make your message come across how you want it to. And I'm wishing you the best, the best. And I really want to hear how it went. We want yes, to hear. please reach out to us um, the same way via Instagram, uh, direct messaging um, or email at admin at leveloflatina.com you know how to find us if you don't follow us already make sure you're following us on instagram facebook our handle is at level of latina we're also on twitter latina underscore up um yeah and, and if you and if you want to continue the conversation you know please message us or if you have an idea about something that we haven't talked about make sure you chime in like this listener did because that uh, you know there's always room for 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 the, these conversations um i know que que lo hemos dicho antes por donde ustedes van nosotros ya venimos ya tenemos esas experiencias first generation women um and so we're paving the way we're paving the way for the younger generation for our own children and for those that come after us that was beautifully said thank you thank you thank you es el vinito <laughs> <laughs> no eres tú <laughs> i love uh, us i love us so those listening, it. it's already beyond Thanksgiving and Christmas is, is coming. And if there's the best time in the world to give the gift of something, give the gift of better communication and forgiveness and love and feeling good. Yeah. Let's just feel good. Let's just give goodness. Life can be hard, right? So let's just yeah. give each other loves and kudos and fire each other up. So las quiero un chingo. Thank you for being great. Las quiero. Igual, las quiero. Igual, 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 igual. Este, hope, hope you guys have a lovely evening. Las quiero un chingo. Thank you to our listeners for showing up for listening and for you know just leveling up with us besos that's right baby nos queremos nos queremos nos queremos nos queremos nos queremos